Yo, everybody, welcome to the Ednium Podcast, where we have real conversations with the amazing talent in Denver's backyard to inform the system and change the game for the next generation. I hope you're thriving. Let's go. All right, cool. And we're live. What's up, y'all? Happy New Year. Let's go. Happy New Year. What's cracking? How y'all living? Man, I'm living pretty well, man. Starting the year strong, you know. And brand new year, so trying to uh, move forward, move on. Alonzo came in here, changed up his whole swag. Ciao. You know, he said, I'm going to be fly 2024. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say change it, just uh, stay more consistent with it. That's he added some color to it. Color. And then pop. he got a gold watch. Ooh. Yo, why y'all? He, he got a new chain, too, dog. He came <laughs> he up over I the noticed it yesterday. <laughs> I saw the chain peeking. I said, Is that a chain, Alonzo? <laughs> I'm like, wow. I didn't want him to know I was looking that deep. Yeah. No, I told I him said, immediately. I was like, that's a new chain. Yeah, I new. saw it. Just know that we see it. We mm-hmm. see you. We see you shine. We, we man, y'all you. making me blush up in here, man. Let's <laughs> move on. We should have did a video just for that. Yeah, we we should really have. should have. <laughs> Richard, how you feeling in the new year, man? I feel good. I'm, a, I'm excited about where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Life in general. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I'm a... Uh, I don't know. I woke up this morning feeling good. One, I think, just because getting back to the pod, it uh, I love doing this thing. You know what I mean? If I could not work ever, like I think I'd just be on the pod and just talk to people in a, in a bunch I of different see ways. That. But mm-hmm. you know, Kathy, you uh, you kind of created the vision for this like first one as mm-hmm. as we're rolling. Um, and like what I heard from you was like number one, we need to like really make sure that the whole team is known. So we got some new team members that that's gonna be coming on. So mm-hmm. y'all will hear from them for in in a little bit. Um, and you wanted us to kind of be here to really kind of reflect on last year, talk a little bit about our goals. Um, anything else you want to make sure that we that we talk about that the people get to know through this conversation? Um, yeah, I mean, just like you said, um, a lot of changes. We did. We made a lot of changes before 2024 mm-hmm. even came about. Um, the end of 2023, we had a lot going on. Um, so coming on here and updating everybody about that. Yep. Letting everybody know, a lot of them, pretty, I'm pretty sure they do know through social media and everything that we have new t- team members and everything. Um, but we want to let the people know what were some of the goals that we set in 2023? What did we accomplish? What were some of our challenges? Um, and now that we have a new team, mm-hmm. what does that mean for us? What are we looking forward to? Um, and in what ways can our community help us just continue to prosper? Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the highlights from last year? I'm actually curious about you two specifically, Kathy and Alonzo, because, you know, y'all came on in the new year. We were in a point of transition. You know, as I reflect on where we were at and where Rich and I were at was like, all right, how do we do this for real? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I came to this point of reckoning like, oh, shit, this is real. I don't know why it took me so long. Mm. Um, I'm curious, like, what, what are some of y'all's reflections, highlights of last year, things that stand out? Literally, as I'm realizing, I said, yeah, this is going to be the theme, but I didn't even think about my answer, <laughs> honestly. But as I'm really deep in it now, I'm realizing that I had a lot of wow moments throughout the year. A lot of um, just unexpected challenges that I did not know were challenges, positive Mm-hmm. ones right um simply just coming into this t- 
team knowing that we have an agenda, we have this goal, but we don't really know how to get there. And we wanna make sure that we provide each other with all the tools that we need to be able to do that. And also make sure that we have authenticity and, and, and community and communication and all that involved in every step that we take, right? Yeah. So creating that type of space in, in within a workspace was very new, mm -hmm. different, and it was just how vulnerable and open everybody was that it just made me say, wow, this mm. is different. And I would, I know I would talk to like my coworkers, they, like, you know, my coworkers, we'd always, you know, I, I, or my, I mean, my friends, we'd get together and they'll complain about work and this, that, and the third. And then I'll sit there, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> deal with that. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. But it, it yeah. was it was different, you know. Yeah. So that alone, the type of work environment that we have, that was that was a highlight yeah. of twenty twenty three the entire way through for sure. Still. I think also trying to really figure out what is it that we want our community members or our alumni to really know about Ednium. Mm. Who are we and what are we here to give to our community members, right? Yeah. And we really dug deep in this yeah. and each one of us had a heavy hand in it right mm -hmm. um and it was the trust that was instilled within us to be able to accomplish that but that was another wow yeah. right and we we did not we did not hold back and I, and the fact that um you and richard Trey and richard were really um on it in terms of providing us with all the tools that we needed to be able to provide in that way, to give back to um, Ednium in that way. Um, another wow. <laughs> it was, so I think those were two major things that really stepped out, um, um, stood, stood out to me. And I think just on a personal note, for me, how I stepped into my role I don't think I would have been able to do as good of a job as I did if y'all did not provide those tools, mm -hmm. right? And there was always this fear from the very beginning because we were in this kind of like gray area, like, I don't know, you're telling me this is what I have to do, but I don't know what this means, <laughs> like, let's figure this out. And as we, as we went, you recognizing what are my weaknesses, what are my strengths, and, and making sure that, you know, my job description was matching that. Mm. But at the same time, asking me or providing me what it, what, with whatever it is that I needed to be able to strengthen some of my weaknesses, yeah. right? So providing that space, um, feeling confident in that, and making sure that anything that I was putting out there for Ednium, that it was a banger. Yeah. We had some bangers last year, too. We had some bangers. Homegrown and I know, awards. Homegrown awards. Shout out. Okay. And I three know that the community tournament. members, they, 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 they would agree. Because mm -hmm. it was banging, and I did not play about the food. <laughs> at all. I was going around asking everybody, is the food good? Is the food good? Is it? Don't lie to me. Because, yep. you know, I don't play about that. So, yeah, I think those were, like, the major highlights for me. Yeah. For sure. That's dope. Mm-hmm. I saw the growth as well um and like when you talk about the structure i don't take any credit for that that's all richard like if y'all know if it's up to me hey i don't know we're going to try these like 10 15 different things i'm excited let's move 
Um, Richard, man, you, you're the one that like really put structure to everything, especially on the internal side. What was that process like last year? Because I know for both of us, we were like, this is the first time we're really kind of like, quote unquote, managing or building this team like in this capacity. <clears throat> what was that like for you? I think that was my uh, biggest challenge and greatest fear mm-hmm. is like bringing on two new team members um, with roles that we didn't know what we were like we knew where we wanted to go with it, but we didn't know the day-to-day journey that you're going to take to get there. And so like having you all be on board and like with the unknown and the ambiguity and figuring things out. For me, it's like in 2022, we tried a bunch of things Mm -hmm. and we looked at what worked and what didn't work. In 2023, it was taking those things, improving on them or doing new things because we learned so much in 2022. And so that's a testament to you all for jumping off the cliff with us mm-hmm. um, and trying something new. For me, it's all about <clears throat> consistency and ritual um, is where that process is going to get us to where we need to go. Yeah. You can't always be bringing in new new things or trying something new every day mm-hmm. when you don't know if the old thing really worked or not. Yeah. So you got to test it out. Yeah. Um, and that was like, <clears throat> I don't know. A big learning moment in my personal life too last year was like focusing in on the small daily habits that I can do to improve and then how do I translate that to work so that you all are able to do the best that you can um, in what we're trying to accomplish. So Yeah, mm-hmm. you did that. I think my biggest accomplishment on, on that side was just like getting out the way and trusting the process and knowing that there was somebody smarter than me in that, in that realm um, that I could trust to say like, all right, cool, let's let's try this shit. And some things worked, some things didn't. <laughs> you feel me? We're still kind of like, we're mm-hmm. still kind of tailoring it. But I think that's been the spirit of Ednium from the jump is like a community of people that were like, yeah, we know something's wrong. We know we want to do something about it. Here are the tangible things that we're going to try to do about it. And it's interesting how a lot of the lessons and a lot of things we're trying to bring out into the world for our alumni, mm-hmm. we got to do for ourselves because we're alumni. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and so it's been cool to see kind of how that translation, because I'm hearing that from a lot of alumni mm-hmm. too. Like, and it's I... important to note too, based off of what you said, Richard, the power that you guys hold um, is speaking, I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but we're trying to figure this out. Yep. That type of leadership is different. Mm-hmm. It's you being honest and mm-hmm. letting us know that, oh, okay, we know what the expectations are. This is what this looks like, da 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 what not, right? Mm-hmm. Being open in that way was very powerful to let us know that y'all don't think y'all have it all together. Y'all don't, y'all don't know everything. Hell no. Right? So yeah. I think that also provided some sort of um, comfort yeah. as well because I felt like I was coming in not knowing <laughs> what I was doing. And I think... Yeah, at some point, all of us felt like we were all going to get fired or, or something or whatnot when it's no. literally just our thoughts yeah. fighting against each other. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just been a funny, <laughs> funny ride. Yeah, you see that again, like how our fears happen. You see that from a broader alumni perspective, too, when we're talking to people, right? Like, yo... We had this like there's so many folks that have this misperception that anybody in a in a particular position has it all figured out. And what we've learned through this process and what we learned from the people in the community is like, nah, most people don't. Like mm-hmm. most people are kind of like figuring shit out as they go. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
that's one of those fears I hope we can break through the deeper deep dive that you're doing, Alonzo. Curious about the, some of your takeaways from last year. Yeah, that was a big wild moment for me when uh, we sat down and talking and you pretty much say, man, everybody out here, boo. Yeah, bullshit, making right. it up. Yeah. I, that was like a wild moment. Like, like that kind of somehow made sense because everybody's trying to rattle the cage and see what sticks and, and what mm -hmm. doesn't. And so that was really deep. That was a really big wild moment because um, you see how, you know, the community, how society gets uh, directed in directions that sometimes we're not really aware of. So uh, that was a big wild moment. Just uh, being in this space where a lot of people are trying to push some agendas, trying to make some things happen mm -hmm. and just being aware of that. That was, that was big. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, a big wild moment for me was the uh, mayoral forum that we held. Mm. Mm. I got to shake, you know, every mayoral candidate hand, and I mean, I that was big. I never done that before. I'm not saying that they know me by name or anything, but at least mm. I know who they are and I know their ideas, and got to see a little bit of their personal yeah self, if if that makes any sort of sense, and. And so that was that was a, a, like a big wow moment. Like, oh, we out here, mm. like, yeah. And we went to the um, city council building too. Yeah. When the uh, Prosperity Denver Front, uh, when were they making the case to the yep. ca uh, city council to uh, change the requirements for the Prosperity Denver Fund? That also was a big moment. Sitting in the space, sitting in those rooms, just like, man, this is where a lot of decisions are made, and we here, like, it doesn't get any better than that. So. Um, yeah, that's what I can think of, of being the uh, highlights of 2023. Yeah, for sure, man. I had a moment on that, too. Like, you know, I think in the day-to-day, -day, it's just like the grind and the work. But, like, if we take a step back, like, you're right. Like, the mayoral form, that was all the people from our community. I think that had to have been mm -hmm. probably the most diverse, you know, mayoral form that we had in that entire, in that entire race. Mm -hmm. um, Prosperity Denver Fund, like really being able to expand and change an ordinance and to hear like a city council member say like, this shit wouldn't have happened had it not been for my conversation with Edna. Like she said that explicitly. Yeah. Um, like all those conversations about like our voice needs to be heard. And I'm curious as y'all's take on this because I've been struggling with it is like, you know, we started with this, our voice isn't being heard. This, this community is not being recognized. You know, our perspectives aren't being here. And then we build this thing and we realize like, oh snap, like mayoral candidates answer our call, school board members answer our phone call, superintendent, like we have this, this link. Um, sometimes it almost feels like the dog that like caught the car. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like it kind of freaks me out a little bit because it's like, oh, okay, now we are heard. So what are we gonna do with it? You feel me? Yeah. Um, I'm curious if y'all feel that at all, like this extra sense of responsibility, understanding that we have a voice now and we have a platform to where our community has a voice. What are we gonna do with it? Mm -hmm. Scares the hell out of me, if I'm being honest. Mm. I like how y'all all looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I completely understand that. And I feel like when we were in those moments, like when we were doing the mayoral forum, um, the city council meeting or going to the governor's mansion and whatnot, mm -hmm. You pause for a second sometimes and you're like, huh, I'm really here. Mm. And it's like, it kind of became like a norm at times, like when I talk about 
you know my day to friends or whatnot like yeah i went over here oh wow <laughs> and i'm like wow that is a wow you know mm -hmm. that i have to recognize that and it kind of has me thinking most of the time about the place that Edniam really is in and how much it took and how how long it took for us to get here it didn't take that much right mm -hmm. did that much time nope. to get there um and i really feel like it's because we've been speaking into existence those words of communicating mm -hmm. just doing um just, just, trying just, just trying stuff yeah. you know just trying stuff and being authentic being honest right speaking right. our truth and not trying to as you just said trying to say just to shake some shit mm -hmm. like you're just trying to say something to sound cool mm -hmm. but then you don't do anything and i feel like we all have this type of mindset where if we say something and then people start like questioning it like oh yeah you said this where is it we start to get this like bubbly feel like all right, all right i need to do this i need i need i need to get they ask they're asking yeah. for it i don't want them to say later on that hey you said this yeah. we didn't do it y'all yeah. are fake yeah because i've outed people like that before i've just people in that way before if mm. i'm able to do it to others i know other people will be able to do it to me Facts. if i gave it out so i feel like also because of how in general, how Edniam began was because of how much we relate to such a real experience and that it's been a major part of our coming up in Denver, yep. right? It's so much easier to slip into that world because we're so familiar with it. And this is the first time where we've been, we've been in this problem and that we're actually being able to make a change yeah. and fix that problem. That's a power that not many people have. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we have that power, it scares us, especially for people of our age, is different. It's, there's not many people who are doing it out there. There's not many that you can go to and be like, hey, you have this organization too, and it came up this way too. How did you do it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This is all new territory for us, no. right? But I think the fact that we're honest with each other that we're not trying to put up some front. No. We're not doing this for the reason of money or whatever, or say, yeah, I got my name out there. It's truly because we see a problem and we want to fix it. No. And we want to create this community that others have failed to do when they knew that it was there. They failed to do so. So we want to make sure to let them know, like, hey, y'all forgot about us. We're here. <laughs> if you're not going to do it, we'll do it. Yep. You know? Might as well pick it up. Mm -hmm. And again, I like the... I think the beauty of this organization being ran by people who are directly reflective of the people we're trying to serve is that, and I'm, I'm curious from some of like the things you've heard from alumni throughout the year, but one of the things I've heard from alumni is that like fear of, uh, I, especially like first generation, like college graduates or whatever, right? Like there's this idea of like, all right, cool. Now I'm in position to make decisions for myself. I'm no longer kind of operating from a place of necessity and need or like immediate reaction. And it's like, and then we get like, like so many alumni are getting like paralyzed by the fact that they're in control and can make a choice. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that a lot of times that hinders our ability to, you know, elevate in our careers or, you know, really bring people into new spaces that, you know, they might not be familiar with. But that's one of the big things I've heard 
speaking with alumni throughout the year is like, yo, look, school's done. I don't know what like my next assignment is or nobody's telling me that like college is the next step. I'm in position to make some decisions for myself. How do I do that? No one's helping us <laughs> with that process. You know what I mean? We all have to figure that out ourselves. And I think that's a really unique and valuable thing that Ednium can provide um, is like create that community where people can have those conversations and make those decisions, make those mistakes and have a community behind them to, to lift them up. Mm. So many of us think we have to be like Superman all day. I'm the one that went to college. I'm the here to save everything. So I'm supposed to know right. everything. Nah, not really. Um, I'm curious from y'all's take and in, in your conversations in 2023 before we get to what we're going to be doing this year. What are some of the things that stand out in terms of your conversations with alumni um, that you've had? What are some of those kind of reoccurring things you're hearing all the time? I'm going to speak on what you were saying about having options and getting to an adult life where you can literally plan your life. Um, and after being in survival mode throughout younger years, uh, it's, it's a new experience. It's something that we were not thought to do and, and, and brace up because I'm coming. I'm going to say that is the consequence of indoctrinating your mind. Mm. And through the education system, that's what happens. You, you, you get put into a system and you are thought to operate within the system, mm. but you never have the creativity or the incentive to be creative to take on your own life. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we're always looking at the system. That's why we're always talking about like, oh, I'm doing everything that I was supposed to do and, and things are not working out for me because that's what the system is designed to do. Mm -hmm. That is not a surprise. Um, so I will say it is the, the lack of experience, the lack of um, awareness that that's literally the consequence of the system yep. that we go through. So in my talks with alumni, that's re reoccurring. Um, where to go? What next step do I take? Um, the fear, right? We're all afraid of, of doing that, especially first-generation mm -hmm. immigrants. Um, we don't have a road. We're making the road as we go. <laughs> and and that, is, that is very tough to do because, um, speaking from experience, uh, I, I, for the longest, even now, I feel like I only have one bullet in my, in my gun. Mm. And that's all I got. Like, if I mess up, my whole life is going to go upside down. Mm. Um, survival mode, again, like if you live like that for a long time, it's just engraved in yeah. your mind. So um, that's a learning process yeah. that we have to figure it out how to express that to the community. And really, in my, in my opinion, will be to model that yeah. as staff, um, that you can try things out. And, and if they don't work, you get back up and you try again. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal yeah i mean and, and it speaks a lot to what we've been talking about when we when we are pushing the system right because we have this like misconception that like all right you go to high school even if you do go to college you graduate everything's supposed to be gucci you know what i mean and it's not for so many people but nobody's actually tracking whether or not that's happening mm -hmm. um and it's stuff like that right it's like those underlying like what are those underlying fears what are the underlying things that that are being ingrained in folks and if we don't, if we're not tracking whether, now we just have a piece of paper, cool. Now what, you know what I mean? How do we start to push the system to start talking about, you know, those outcomes, whether or not people, how do we equip people to be mm -hmm. able to deal with that type of stuff? And the answer is no, we're not doing that right now in the system. Um, how do we build a sustainable solution to that? So, Richard, I'm curious from you, I know you have a lot of conversation with both students and alumni. What are some of those things you're seeing consistently? 
<clears throat> well, I want to go back to my answer. I'll answer both of these, but how you were talking about the fear of having power now, <clears throat> where candidates are are calling us or superintendents or mayors and people that we have that connection. Um, and honestly, it doesn't scare me because, yeah. like, <clears throat> people are finally realizing that there are our homegrown alumni, our people who were raised here, that grew up here, that have experiences here, um, deeply care about this city. Maybe not Denver as a whole, but their smaller community, their families, their neighborhoods, um, their friends. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's finally realizing that there are people here that grew up here that care about the direction where we're going, how we're trying to serve. And they're finally listening to us. And so it's like, uh, the power balance is shifting um, in a good way because we've been able to build relationships and and develop that trust in the community piece. Um, from students and alumni, I'm hearing a lot about like um, I finally get to step into a place where I get to like ask questions and learn hmm. um, for the sake of learning, but also like how it can help me and then my future. No. I think about. Um, one of my favorite things we did last year was launching the deep dive. And I distinctly remember an alumni asking very pointed questions to Ray Gonzalez of the chamber of commerce about residency and Mm. why they don't incentivize um, people who grew up in Denver to um, for employment options and that sort of thing. And he's like, that's a great question. Let me think about that. Mm. It's like, that's power to be in those rooms to ask questions that they're not even thinking about. Yeah. And so, Like it's being able to give alumni the the tools and resources to set to actually start thinking about these things, yeah. um, instead of having to like live in that survival mode piece. Yeah. And shout out to Ray too to say like I don't know, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. And like knowing him, the little bit we know about him was like he's going to think about it, and we're probably going to see it in whatever next thing it is. And so it's like also that like asking the question. It's going to lead to something, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think about that with our cohort four of our launch pad. What they asked at Top Golf was like, "Yo, why don't people graduate from high school with some type of certification they could do something with? How do we do that?" Shout out to Gary because they came and said, "Hey, we're kind of asking the same question," and that led to this partnership that's, I mean, invested almost a half a million dollars into schools, created a learning community to figure out these these like boundaries and barriers. Like the questions alumni are asking are being. Not only are they being heard, but we're being asked to be a part of mm-hmm. the solution to answer that mm-hmm. question. We're not coming and saying this is what has to happen. But asking the right questions, I think, is a beautiful thing. Um, the ecosystems needs to be responding. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that credentials of value because I was gonna bring it up anyway, so I'm glad you brought <laughs> it up. The credentials of value was also a highlight of last year uh, from the Leadership Launchpad, the cohort four for the future. Shout out to all of you. Uh, that was a really, um, power moment that I lived uh, at Top Golf mm-hmm. when we presented the issue that everybody came agreed upon. That was uh, that was a, a wow moment as well. Uh, the connection that the group had, the cohesiveness, um, the friendships that were created there, the trust that was built. Um, that was also very, very uh, valuable from last year, definitely a highlight. And what he's become, right? He became into this um, policy, uh, and came into a grand opportunity right. to lead to a policy. Yeah. Right, like a research project that we're yeah. trying to figure it out. Like, hey, people are going through high school and essentially 
to some degree graduating from high school doesn't mean anything from somebody who's in the coma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just bringing that into the ecosystem and being able to um, build upon it, right? Like you said, we have a half a million grant that we're working with this year um, to try to explore how credentials of value look like in different schools mm-hmm. around the metro area. Like, again, shout out to the Leadership Launchpad Cohort 4 for, for doing that. It was uh, It is really your all uh, work and, and, and creativity, so uh, give it up to y'all. Yeah. 100%. Well, and I'll add, like, it's not about, it's not us, like, making sure that it happens. It's us elevating people to put them in those spaces. Right. Yeah. I think about that. I think about the Homegrown Awards, like, where we were able to elevate five people who are doing amazing work in the community mm-hmm. that, like, other people never would have recognized unless we were able no. to cultivate this community to support them. Yeah. And now they get a, like, we're gonna highlight them in even in bigger spaces yeah. come this yeah. year so that, that more people can learn yeah. about what's going on yeah. with the talent that we have in our own backyard. And that's yeah. here, you know Most what I mean? Most definitely consistently being able to create spaces where we're able to have such conversations is important because I know the sessions of the leadership launch pad that I was a part of for cohort four. I knew before I stepped into that room that this is gonna be a day of like really thinking through a lot of stuff that you don't really think about on a regular day. You know, there was a lot of like hard conversations, questions that you never thought of, hard questions, questions that we had no answers to. And not everybody was in alignment on everyone. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and we were willing to be able to have different perspectives but still have respect for each of them Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out in what ways can that be presented to a group of people um, that can do some stuff, you know, that can help make a change. So... Props to you as well, Alonzo, because you were able to create that space. Mm-hmm. Um, they look up to you when they walk into the classroom. It's you who says, let me get your attention, and they look at you. Um, you're the Sometimes. one. <laughs> 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 but, um, no, nah, you create those spaces. And even with the Denver Deep Dive, you've been doing such a great job with that. Every time um, I walk in there, I'm ready to learn i know i'm gonna learn something that i have i never knew you know so you provide those opportunities you go hardcore making sure that you have the right person in front of us that can educate us properly on any type of topic that um we're to focus on so shout out to you as well man thanks for the love i appreciate that yeah man and you 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 make me think about things in a different way and one of the things that you've uh you've really hit home for me is this like, concept of like, you know, we're not here to save anybody, right? Like we're not here to um, necessarily do anything for anybody. What we're here to do is amplify, hear, listen, really understand the problem and then figure out ways by which we can create like some type of systemic thing to it. And like how I think we've, we've operated is like from this assumption that they already have the power. The alumni that we're working with and us collectively like already have the power. It's not a matter of whether or not it's there. What it is is like us trying to figure out how do we hone that power mm-hmm. into something that's mm-hmm. that's that's different. And I think about that a lot going into 2024. Like we know, you know, we talked a little bit about like the operations, how we work as a team. And I know our internal kind of theme this year is dribbling with our heads up, right? Like we, we know the basics. Now we're kind of starting to look forward. Um, 
and then it's also around like how do you build the how do we build sustainable platforms for these things to keep going um beyond Ethnium's existence or any type of nonprofit existence how do you change kind of the ethos and the way the city kind of operates where these things happen um those are two big things on my brain moving into to this next year i'm curious from y'all's perspective is what are some of those goals what are you looking forward to for this next year from an ethnium standpoint i'm looking forward to uh, i mean essentially codifying what we're doing yeah. uh putting the, the systems in place to operate not only for when i'm here but also when the next person takes over they know what they're doing they know what the expectation is they know how to do it they have some experience and they can build upon it right like yeah. we we building the foundation for the organization to last a lifetime yeah. um so i'm i'm looking forward to that um part of uh, at the end of last year we we spent some time doing that mm -hmm. so we have we have the um we have the foundation let's build upon it and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to executing yeah. that, that's the word i'm looking forward to executing i know what i need to do on a daily basis i know what it looks like i know where stuff is at mm -hmm. uh, i know who to contact i know who to call and stuff like that so that's i'm looking forward to to that uh, dribbling with my head up yeah. but also to be running and gunning you know yeah. down the cart yep yep fast break baby <laughs> yeah you know I mean? fast break Okay, um, I'm looking forward to, I think, yeah, um, I'm kind of in the same space that Alonzo is in. Um, 2023 was really about testing things out, figuring out what should the structure look like for um, the main parts of Ednium to make sure that we're running as smoothly as we can. So is making sure that we go into 20, 2024, making that concrete, solidified, um, just, soli yeah, solidifying the foundation so that we're able to improve, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm really looking forward to the events. Y'all know I'll be holding down the events. Um, I know a lot of people enjoyed them. Just imagine how I can improve from that. Like, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, and also being able to create more spaces where we can continue um, to have more of these authentic conversations um, and getting our name out there so that people know that um, if they need a space to go to where they have to ask questions that they um, feel kind of lost or they don't really have an idea of what to do or what not, um, that all they have to know is go to Ednium. It's the place that got you. It's yeah. the place that got you, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and continuing to provide the information that um, our community needs to be able to really um, work the city. Yeah. For sure, so, yeah. You set your expectation quite high at the Homegrown Awards, closing last year. <laughs> Yo, the Tupperware dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and I'm telling you, Citadir, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm speaking French. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. I'm, I, I feel like, ooh, and the Homegrown Awards thing came kind of like last minute, oh, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And I knew how we usually did our um, end of year celebrations. And I was just like, I want to do something different. And I want to get to Ray in a tie. Oh, man. You know? And I didn't, 
we did not expect people to respond in that manner. And yeah. the way that the event came about, and it was all put together in such a short amount of time, but it was so great for our first time. Mm-hmm. But it was like, even though it was great, that wasn't even the initial like vision that I had for mm-hmm. it. Like it looks, it looked good, but I had a bigger vision from mm-hmm. the get go, right? And because of time and everything, we weren't able to really do much. So we had to do with what we mm-hmm. could at that time. So this year, y'all already know the the date is set. Mm-hmm. We know what the attire is, mm-hmm. you know. So it. it just watch me. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> just watch me. <laughs> I like the flex. I like yeah. the confidence. Yo, I'm rocking with it. We need that. We need that. Richard, what about you, man? I, I'll echo Kathy and Alonzo around the the ritual and routine. I think um, I'm looking forward to continuing the habits that we built um, in 2023 or shifted or changed um, to really allow us to connect with our community so that like they can realize the power that they have Mm -hmm. and go out there. Like we've built something super unique. That was a big fear of mine when you all joined is like, how do we welcome two new people into this team and like build a a culture of being able to try things, but be supportive and trusting and authentic. Um, And so like, how do we continue to do that? Adding two more people this year um, but then how do we push that out to our alumni partners and our our community partners to be like, this is what we mean by like really embracing community yeah. and authenticity and trust. Yeah. Um, and like make sure that other people are seeing like what we've built here um, is unique, but it's also replicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can take that into to your personal life, your professional life, whatever, yeah. um, uh, because we have something special going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I'm most excited about from everything that y'all said is like, I feel like we, we, we touched on something when we're like, all right, this works, right? Like there's something here that works. Let's keep testing it out. I think we know why it works now. Mm-hmm. And because we know why it works, um, we're able to communicate that in a way and be intentional about what we do every single day. And as we're out here fundraising or talking to policy people or whatever, I think it's going to be important that like our community understands how all these things work together. Right? We talk about our like mutually reinforcing values and our programs and all that. It's like we can't get to launching uh, the credential of values in partnership with Gary if we don't have the trust that was built in that room for the launch pad. Mm-hmm. We can't get people to show up to a mayoral forum or the homegrown awards or the basketball tournament if we haven't intentionally spent time day to day building the relationships in the, within the community and the trust, right? People don't show up for these types of things if they don't trust, number one, that their voice is heard in a real, authentic, genuine, and nuanced way. They don't continue to show up if they don't think something's actually gonna happen with it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna show up if they don't feel like they can be themselves there. Um, mm-hmm. And so for all those reasons, all of the aspects of our work, whether it's the deep dive and the community development work, if it's the research that we're doing with our external partners like MSU or Prosperity Denver Fund or Denver Scholarship Foundation or the schools, the Alumni Connect work, the, um, the events, all these things play into each other because it builds us the base. And I think we know why now. And that's dangerous, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, that makes us dangerous in a different type of way because we can execute um, 
because we know why we're doing it. And I think so much of, I think leadership as an organization, um, leadership within the city and the ecosystem and our communities, um, it's about the why. And I think fundamentally what's, what's interesting about that for me is fundamentally what we're asking for in education is it was education for education's sake. We're fundamentally calling the question, well, why education? What is it for? How are we doing it? Um, and I think if we could help our community get more clear on their, their why individually and then collectively, we could change the whole game, mm -hmm. not only in Denver, right? Mm -hmm. um, which means we could change the world. So I'm proud of our squad. I'm proud of the next folks that we got in before we bring our new folks in. Anything y'all want to let the people know, want them to think about as we head into 2024? I want to let everybody know that each individual you are listening, you got the power. You got the power. You got the tools that you need to thrive, to shine your light in this world. Um, you are not the victim of a system. You are not the victim of your circumstances. Um, what we're going through here is just an experience that we're having. Uh, and each individual is different. We're similar, but we're different at the same time. Um, and so you are transcendental in this life. You are powerful. Um, live your life to whatever it is that you want to do. And, and just know that, that, that you got the power to do whatever it is that you want to do with your life. It comes with awareness. It comes with consciousness. Um, but it starts by knowing that you're beautiful. And not alone. Mm. That was sweet, Alonzo. Right. Mm -hmm. Seems like a good note to end on. So yeah, I'm excited for uh, for y'all get to get to know some of the uh, get to know some of the new team members. Kathy and Alonzo is going to take it over from here. Um, I just want to tell y'all I appreciate the work from last year. I'm excited for the work this upcoming year, um, and it's always going to be a growth and growing process. We're always going to be in a mode of we can get better um, at every level, and from the community, you know. Um, you know, I just ask that uh, you engage, you engage authentically, you show up as yourself when you're, when you're doing this um, and understand that, uh, yeah, there's, there's work to be done and it can't be done and collectively we can make that stuff, that's, that, that happens, so. And that we care for you. And we care, mm -hmm. and we care. Um, yeah, yo, let's introduce the next squad. All right. All right, Richard and I are out, peace. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Alonzo and Kathy are here. Richard and Tere um, have left the conversation, but we are here with some new people, new teammates, David and Sochil, woo, 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 our new team members. Thank y'all for being here. How y'all feeling? Feeling good. Feeling great, you know, I think. Really glad to be in this space with, with all you guys. I know Kathy, is an amazing host. Alonzo's an amazing host. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Man, I feel like I just got a new brother and a new sister. Aww, yeah. But not in a good way. Oh. You know? like The ones you never wanted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> no, nah, not that I didn't watch it, but it's just like, oh, I got a new family. Like, maybe, like, if your mom and dad divorce, 
and they're like remarried and they brought their kids you know your step siblings there we go yeah like oh you're here now nah but with a lot of love i mean i mean that with a lot of love that's good yeah no it's been um amazing since you guys have been here y'all um came on um last year (laughs) last year um at the end of december so we got the chance to spend a little of time with y'all we did a retreat got to know each other um and it's been cool i mean we've been laughing a lot um we've been having our deep conversations we typically would have our regular deep conversations but with david and social in the mix it makes it even deeper so i'm probably scared for that because we never know how to end those type of conversations um but it's been it's been fun so far and i'm really looking forward to um the new year and what that's going to be bringing for us right so um we're all program managers here so let's um speak a little bit on what each of our roles are um for me everybody already knows that i focus on the branding and marketing i'm doing the events and everything um alonzo davis ochil go ahead and share um what are your focuses yeah i got right now running the denver deep dive it's a new program that we launched uh, last year in october uh so that's what i got going on right now um in the in the summer of this year we're gonna have the leadership launchback over five so that's mm-hmm. uh that's in the you know in the back of the stove you know it's in low boiling yeah um and then also a new program that we are thinking about launching it will be called uh og coffee og i believe yeah they changed the name last minute and coffee on us something like that it was supposed to be that but i was informed yesterday that it got changed like oh. og something i can't remember oh okay i gotta i mean some OG so talks. we got, right. we got, we got. That's we the got. idea, essentially, to connect uh, established people within our community mm-hmm. to uh, younger folks who are trying to explore that professional path and, and, and things of that nature. So, yeah. so I, I have a question program, about so. that. You uh, you mentioned established folks. What does what does it mean to be an established? Well, that you have some sort of you have accomplished what you wanted in life. Perhaps mm-hmm. you wanted to go to. Um, law school and now you're a lawyer and perhaps you wanted to be a firefighter and now you're a firefighter maybe you wanted to start your own business you're an entrepreneur and now you're a business owner so that that's what i mean by established like they they are doing what they want to do and what they set themselves set themselves to do right so okay. so that, that, that's what i got going on and that's what i'm in charge of so yeah so I know we said raw program managers, but I asked Teray if I could switch my the title of my of my job as a the research and policy homie. Um, <laughs> Literally, homie. that research and policy homie. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised because LinkedIn, LinkedIn's got some crazy ass titles. I don't know if y'all are saying like, well, y'all come up with this. <laughs> <laughs> what are some What are some that you've seen? I mean, shoot, like uh, I'm I'm gonna. Just hold on that because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's scary. Yes. Now I'm gonna be paying more attention when I go on there. Please, please do that. Ooh, Check out LinkedIn. Wild. Like some, a lot of the stuff just 
made up like literally like you just created your title and that's pretty much the world we're living in so <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised david if uh t ray agrees to that uh job title for you mm -hmm. yeah t allowed me to <laughs> make up my own job title you know i was inspired by yabo i know yaber yabo uh shout out to them shout out to yabo fam i know that they uh they're they're homies and their jobs you know they they're allowed to kind of choose their titles and i was kind of inspired by that um and and you know like I'm just a homie. I'm just a community homie who uh, who happens to be in a really privileged position at NEM to do something that I'm really passionate about, and that's helping the community. And so I'm going to be able to help out, lead some design labs with uh, community partnerships that we have, folks like DSF, Minds Matter, Horizons Colorado alumni, et cetera, and kind of tapping in with them, uh, having culture conversations with staff members, administrators, uh, kind of understanding what the vibe is for those organizations, and then bringing in student current participants and alumni uh, to ensure that their voice is helping shape what the future looks like for those organizations. Uh, they're the folks that are directly impacted by the policy choices uh, of the folks up above, and so they should definitely have a say as to what goes on next and helping out with some policy. Uh, you know, we got a project this year that wants to ensure that uh, young folks have a more transparent approach when choosing, if they do choose higher education, letting them see uh, what the future can look like with that degree and what, what the payout's going to be like, what their, what their pockets are going to be looking like. So The return of investment in their education, essentially, right? Exactly. Return on investment. Uh, you know, going to college ain't cheap. Mm -mm. And, you know, a lot of the times, especially young brown and black folks, we think that that's the agent for us to move uh, up the socioeconomic ladder, yep. and so we can have a more transparent approach as to what that return on investment looks like. Uh, I think we're going to be just being able to choose more holistic and better choices when we when we do decide to go to college. Mm -hmm. I got uh, surprised when I had a conversation with uh, somebody who I look up to here in this building at Gehring, and and she mentioned that uh, the only way that she will pay for her kid to go to college is if her kid. And, I'm sure they're not hurting for money, but she said, I want my kid to figure out how to make $100,000 and then I'll pay full right college degree, but I need you to figure out how to make six figures first. Um, and just to know that, right, in our community, I'm sure 15, 20, maybe 30 years ago, going to college guarantee you um, um, a good life. You guarantee that you will have a good job and you will thrive, but now it's not the case anymore. And so to bring that into awareness that you might be losing money by going to college if you don't have mm -hmm. transparency on what that mm -hmm. degree is going to give you, I mean, that's that changing the, the, that changing the game, you know, yeah. especially for uh, people from my community, immigrants who are uh, our parents bank on that like it's yes. a whole lot of pressure to go to college you go to college you graduate and it's like oh now you or parents are like you are my um, retirement plan oh, yes <laughs> yeah that uh, is that is the truth for a lot of us um, immigrant kids or the children of immigrants there's this reliance on us there are these this weight that's placed on our shoulders from a very young age that you just need to go to school, finish high school, finish college, get that good job so you can take care of us, right. you know, so. And that's yeah. a lot of pressure when you graduate and you're making 45K a year, especially in Denver, yo. 
Yeah. Come on now. Cost of living. Yeah. So, yeah, David's going to be helping us bring some clarity to the people, let them know what this system is really about. Um, what exactly are we committing to when we say, yeah, we're going to college or, yeah, we're going into this, going taking this path or this path um, and not just leaving us in the unknown. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that work. So, Chu? Yes. So, program manager of school partnerships. Uh, so, similar to what uh, David is also doing um, with the design labs, but more specifically uh, within Denver Public Schools. So um, we have a few identified partner schools already, and so getting started with those conversations on school culture and where they're currently at, then connecting with current students, talking about their experience, and then bringing in alumni to see you know, how much has changed, how much is similar, um, and really get a gauge, I think, of, mm-hmm. of where schools are at. Yeah, so you're heavily going to be helping us with collecting the data that nobody else is, um, being in contact in, in contact with the, our students, our current mm-hmm. students, the alumni who are out there, um, talking to these schools, staying in touch. So yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to that. That's going to be a major help for us because Alonzo and I were in that for 2023. Um, and I think um, I'll, sp- I'll speak for myself at least. Um, being in those spaces in the design labs and whatnot, getting in contact with these schools, it was a real. It was a really weird feeling being in high schools um, this past year because, of course, it brings me back to when I was in high school um, and some of the hardship that I went through in that. But then also sitting with the current high school students and talking to them about how much has things change. It's been a couple years since I graduated. I graduated in 2014. Sometimes when you talk to these kids and you hear that "Mm, not much has changed. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. And it it kind of makes you realize that, yeah, the ednium is needed because there's not much that's being done. If it's been 10 years now since I've graduated, damn. I'm old. Damn. <laughs> I didn't need you to say that, okay, David? You're older. <laughs> older. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be a huge help, huge help. So, um, Sochil and David, they've been a part of the community for quite some time before they became team members. Um, Sochil um, is a chair of our alumni council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Co-chair of the alumni council yeah, yeah. um you've been coming to our events you were part of the leadership launch pad in 2020 leadership yeah. launch pad mm-hmm. cohort two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and david he's been he's been there too he um leadership did the launch leadership launch pad four cohort four mm-hmm. so three and four is up you know a lot of yeah. leadership launch pad four out there <laughs> for the yeah. future yep yep so y'all have been a part of the community right programs the now programs that you get to lead. <laughs> yeah programs that y'all get to lead now right so what we really want to know is first of all how did you find out about ednium right and second of all what made you decide to stay and continue to contribute to the work of Ednium. So I think, uh, I think to start off right, I think it's a huge testament to what Ednium is—the fact that folks who participate in the programs, who are part of the community, they are then given opportunities to actually 
make a, a living wage with Ednium, right? Like leadership launchpad for it was strictly volunteer. Yeah, we got fed every every sa- every every mm-hmm. Saturday and it was some good food, you're right. I'm really <laughs> appreciative of it. But now they're actually putting pocket money in my pocket where I can pay my rent, where I can eat, you know, where I can uh enjoy some finer things in life. Uh and, and I'm just really thankful for Ednium for that. But uh the way that I learned about Ednium was you know, I had a really close homie of mine. Uh, we were at, out in a bar one one evening, just chopping it up. And I like to go on rants, right? What I bar like, were you at? We were at Historians off of Broadway. Oh, I like that place. They have a really <laughs> nice rooftop. Yeah. They got a beautiful rooftop, and we were just chopping it up. Um, and I went on to a, a rant. Uh, we were, I was kind of being re- really critical of these systems and institutions that we have in place, which are described to us as pillars as to how society can function, right? How it can be efficient, how it's supposed to help us out. And I was being really critical because I, I, I believe that those institutions were actually creating those disproportionate inequities that actually exist in our society. They, they weren't helping us out, um, but they were actually making life a little bit more difficult for us. So I was telling her about a rant, and she's like, you know who I want you to meet? Mm. It's like, I want you to meet Teray. Mm-hmm. I want you to meet Teray and kind of tap into uh, something that he's building in Ennium. I was like, all right, you know, check it out. Uh, she en- ends up inviting me to a bowling night, uh, Bolero over off of Leedsdale in the East, uh, East Denver. And I pull up, and it's just a lot of brown and black folks bowling, laughing, eating some good food, drinking. And it was just a vibe that I had never been emerged in before. Um, usually when, you know, brown and black people of that caliber are together, uh, you know, we're usually in like a, a leadership development thing or we're figuring out ways how to like, uh, how to code switch in places like that. But everybody was just so free and so happy to, uh, to be in a space where they felt accepted, not based off of how much money you were making or your job title, but just because you grew up in Denver and, and you were trying to, maneuver around these these conditions that we had. And so I was able to chop it up with him. Um, we get some coffee, uh, and then he tells me about this leadership launchpad program that he has, uh, and I wanted to participate in it. That's how I was able to meet Alonzo and uh, and Kathy. And over at George Washington. Over at George, mm-hmm. G-Dub, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is still kind of being written right now. And uh, when was this? that you were introduced to us? I believe that it was, I believe that it was 2022 uh, when okay. I got first introduced to it late into that, um, late into that year. Um, and, then I, and then the first leadership launch pad was, did that begin in 2022 November, as well? November 22. Yeah, yeah, November 22. And okay. so probably like August 2022 is when I got introduced to them. Gotcha, okay, so it's been over a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what kept you coming? The good food, I bet. <laughs> hey, that that food is fire, though. You know what I'm saying? You know we don't play about food at all. At all. And it ain't just no pizza, you know, y'all, y'all. No. We figure it out. No. Good food. What? We figure it out. We um, want to make sure y'all come, and you leave, and your belly said, "I had a good time too." <laughs> mm. Mm. And, that, and that's that's the truth. Uh, but but the reason why I continue to stay is because. A lot of other programs that I've been a part of, it's always so individual-based. It's about me, 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 what I can do for other folks. 
Um, but Enneum was really communal. It's about how can we, yeah, how can we help you nourish and love yourself? But that love that you have to yourself, it's not going to just stay for yourself. Now it's like, how do you help make some shake for the person to the left of you, the person to the right of you? Um, and so just that communal basis is why why I'm still here, the authenticity behind it. Like, we threw a 2000s party. We got people with grills on, you know. It, it felt really, it's just really authentic, and it, it reminds me of, of Denver growing up. Mm. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. That we can have fun, we can enjoy each other's company, but at the same time, Get we're to making work. sure that we're getting to work um, for ourselves and for the community, for sure, for sure. What about you, So Chill? Oof. Let me go back to 2020. <laughs> Pandemic time. Ooh, child, that yep. was a time. Pandemic yep. time. Pandemic time. Um, I had also just graduated college, so. CSU Rams. Go Boo. Rams. Boo. <laughs> Fight on. Both of you graduated from CSU. Go Rams. Really? Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Proud to be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I had just graduated and so made the decision to move back home. And so the only clear direction I felt like I had at the time was, okay, I want to be back with my community. So I know the word community was really leading me, um, seeing that places that I was trying to get involved with at the time had community around them and not only like we're saying it, but showing it was what I was after. Um, and also like when you just graduate college, a lot of the conversation is, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I remember um, some great advice I got from one of my mentors at CSU, um, at the Career Center actually. She told me, Sochil, just focus on what you want to do for the next six months. I was like, okay. Cool. So that was kind of, and still, still today, I'm like, what do I want to do for the next six months? So I think at the time I was doing some work with DSF. So shout out DSF. And um, I'm pretty sure Perla, shout out Perla, uh, posted about the leadership launch pad. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. I was going through my phone trying to see, like, when was the first time I heard about Ednium? Um, and I remember uh, just finding the Leadership Launchpad link because I had sent it out to some of my homies to also join the second cohort. So I think that's kind of how I got connected was just through, like, word of mouth. And it's like, hey, we're just trying some stuff out for the community. You want to you wanna join? And... You know, I was like, yeah, I could do this for the next six months. And mm. here I am, 2024. You um, speaking on what your mentor shared with you. First of all, I feel like a lot of us enter um, high school. This con- like the thought is you go to college, you should know what you want to do. And that yeah. whatever it is that you choose, you are to do that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that trips a lot of people up. That yeah. trips me up because I was like, I don't know what I really want to do for the rest of my life. I'm still trying to figure out what I like. I don't know what I like. Yeah. I, I might try this thing temporarily for you know a couple months, but then I might not like it anymore. So it's like, 
I have to find something that I know that I like, that I will enjoy, and at the same time make sure that I'm making some good money out of it. Yeah. And it was like, there's no way that I could figure that out, planning out years ahead of time. Yeah, I don't do that. Like, no. Five-year plans? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's great to have, like, some big goals, but you know saying that you're gonna plan out everything like every little thing life Mm -hmm. doesn't work out that way you can't be living in the present Mm -mm. you can't be living in the past especially when you've got a system that is stacked up against you um not everything is clear you have to go through it to be able to recognize ah this is actually what it is you know so that's something that i had to learn yeah no for sure And, and i think for me like I always had like a questioning of why like I would always ask like why when somebody would tell me something I'd be like why so it's like oh you're going to college and you don't know what you want to do you should know already and I was like why right and when I wouldn't get like a solid answer then I was like okay then I'm good with where I'm at and what I'm doing so I actually went into college undeclared yeah yeah I was like no y'all ain't telling me what to do I'm gonna go in there and figure it out on my own as you should and so like yeah, just blocking out the, the voices. <laughs> I went in as a bio major. I wanted to be an OBGYN. I was so good at the sciences. And then I remember orientation. And this lady, we're choosing our classes. And this lady was like, okay, you guys are doing science? Science? All right, say goodbye to your lives. I said, eh? What do you mean goodbye to your lives? Like, that instilled fear within me in that moment. I didn't know what college was already leaving high school. All I knew was you just have to go to college. That's it. That's all you have to do. And then I'm meant to figure out what is it that I want to do. You give me this list of majors, you know, just names, psychology, biology, arts whatever it is but what does it really mean I don't know so you're telling me as I'm paying for this school I'm using that same time to figure out what I want to do I got to test everything to figure that out how is that how does that make sense so it doesn't make sense why should you know Unless if the um, tools were given to you beforehand Mm -hmm. then yeah but that's not doable what school do you go to Kathy High school or college? College. I went to the University of Colorado, Denver. So on your first day orientation, it was like, say bye to your life. (laughs) Man. You was trying to be a freshman in college. I was so scared. They were like, say goodbye to your social life. I said, what? Like, it's literally like, okay, every time after you're done with your classes, your nose should be in a book. And I'm like... Through that time, too, I kind of realized that's not my best, like, that's not the way that I like to learn. I like to, like, I like to be physical, touch things, you know, get into action and whatnot. Just reading or people, like, talking at me doesn't work. So it's like I recognized a lot of things, a lot of these things after graduating college that how how you learn is important what you have interest in and whatnot, figuring that out before you go into something where you're going to spend thousands of dollars on and then you most likely would even leave still not knowing what it is that you want. You know, a lot of us graduate with a a degree, but we end up going into jobs where we don't even use that degree towards that, you know. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it... (laughs) 
make it make sense. <laughs> it's not making sense. It's not the math is not mathing at all. But um, yeah, I what what kept you coming to Ednium to the point where you became co-chair of alumni council? I mean. It's a lot of things, and also just, I guess, the feeling. It just always felt right. And I remember thinking back to 2020, right? And we were we strictly met over Zoom. And so when I look back on it now, I'm like, the fact that we were able to connect so deeply um, over Zoom, I thought mm. that was pretty powerful, you know, because at that point, we always thought in person, is the best way to connect with folks and and just to see a group a group of us come together with a lot of shared experience and just be able to relate to one another mm-hmm. talk it, about talk about that feeling that you mentioned earlier i, I guess describe it, it describe describe it the feeling for the audience to the to, audience. to know what to expect when you come to the endium i think i guess just like that feeling of you know, growing up here in Denver, I think, David, you you described it perfectly. Like, it felt like growing up here, like, with, it took me back to my days in elementary school when we were all just hanging out in the playground or, you know, the bus ride that I would take from Montbello to, like, GVR, mm. um, riding the RTD, like, those, like, little things nostalgia. that, nostalgia, yeah, that feeling of home. Of, of community mm-hmm. um and i mean time has passed and here i am still so it's i think it's just the the acknowledgement too of of you know we're gonna we're gonna try something out and we'll see how it goes and we'll see what happens and mm-hmm. i think that's Im- that's important right and the the importance of, of each individual person and how unique we each are and um, the value that we each hold and just being confident within oneself. And I think that's also what just I loved about Ednium because I think it allowed me to feel proud of myself, feel confident about myself and and not let anything outside of that bring in doubt or fear. Um, and so I felt like I just got to know myself better along with my community, and it, it just felt right. Awesome. I love the fact that for both of you, you speak on community, that you had this sense of nostalgia when you found Ednium, um, and that you felt like we were doing some work that you guys could relate to and put some energy towards. Um, and we're excited about that. The way that you guys talk about it makes me feel like as we go into 2024, that we're gonna do some killer stuff, right? Because when Alonzo and I came on um, at the beginning of last year, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we knew that how Ednium came about and the reason why that um, we're doing this work felt right, as you said, mm-hmm. right? Because of our own experiences going through the system and just wanting to do something about it, right? We didn't know what we were doing, but we knew that we wanted to do something and we wanted to do it right. 
and continue to have that sense of community in the same way that they welcomed us, right? So we were passionate from the get-go, very passionate about making those changes. So what do you think, as you're starting this work with us, that you are most passionate about um, in what ways or what are you going to be bringing to the table um, that you know will make a significant change for 2024? That's a very deep question. Mm, is it? <laughs> and that's what it's about, right? Asking these really deep questions. Um, you know, something that I'm really passionate about, um, as I would say, is, is things like social justice, uh, agency, liberation, uh, making sure that people have the conditions, the opportunities, the skill sets to go chase after what they want, to become that successful, established person that Alonzo was alluding to earlier, someone who, you know, at 18 years old, their educational system, all these systems around them, someone that was able to pour into them so that they can figure out a long-term plan of what they want to end up becoming and then being actually able to accomplish that because they were given resources to that. And I don't think that that's something that's currently present in our everyday society. Um, and so when I, when I think about justice, that's, that's kind of what I think about. Every, every human being being able to dream and strive and accomplish those dreams. Um, and so I think uh, my skills as an organizer before coming to NEM, uh, I think that can really help tap into community members who, you know, some of us are 26, 27, 28, who still have those dreams that we had at 18, but we had to take a little curve to the left because we ended up having a child or we ended up getting married or we ended up, there's just a lot of uh, barriers that end up happening, but I want NDM to still be like, no, just because you're 26, 27 doesn't mean those dreams that you had are gone. Mm. You know, now it's about how we can make those connections with community that have already created those dreams that you wanted mm -hmm. uh, and making sure that you're tapped into them, uh, making sure that you're, uh, right, meeting human beings, being able to build your skill set and uh, being able to learn. Mm-hmm. Right, I think NEM with the Denver Deep Dive program that Alonzo's running, the fact that y'all are educating people about the same city that they grew up in that they had no idea about, like the Chicano movement that you that you taught, bro, like that was really that was powerful. That was a that was a great session. Uh, Nikki Gonzalez Jonas, uh, she's mm -hmm. a former state historian, so it was very um, it was it was a hot moment to learn about how the city of Denver came out to be and those uh, decisions uh, made by the federal government that uh, mm. shaped uh, the reality that we're living in today. Uh, my favorite class in college, this prof professor had this uh, theme in all his classes. It was learning from the past mm. to try to make some sense out of the present and so that we can contemplate the future. And so that's really what I'm trying to do with the programs. Mm. That, that's beautiful. And that session that you're talking about, you talked about how the federal, how there was, you know, groups of people who were upset that black and brown kids were being bused to different schools, so much so that they bombed a, a school bus depot off of 6th and federal, hmm. right? 8th and federal. This is a bus depot that I passed by my entire life and I never understood the the power behind of it the consequences of somebody trying to get free trying to get liberated um and so you you help 
educate me on that. And how educate a whole group of people. And so, uh, yeah, we're, you know, critical of our DPS educational system, but we're not just theorizing about it. We're putting it into action to, yo, if DPS ain't going to do it, then we're going to do it for ourselves. And so uh, that's really powerful, and I'm, and I'm hoping to tap into, into that part as well. Thank for you, man. Sure, I appreciate sure. that. Yeah. Appreciate the love. I think it's really important, the piece when you talked about um, that you might have gotten derailed at some point, right? You're on this path, um, and just because you're at a certain age doesn't mean that you can't accomplish the things that you still want to do. And I think it's important to note that there's not one single path, right, that everybody's meant to follow. Just because this is what happened to you and it didn't happen to this person doesn't mean that you derailed. It just means that that's your life. That's it. You're not meant to look at other people's lives and say, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to replicate. No, because that's, that's most likely not what was meant for you. The dreams that you have, somebody else might not have that, you know? So being able to keep in mind that you're not supposed when you're driveling with our eyes up, but what we're looking at is our own path, not other people's paths, right? That's, that's golden right there because Hallmark, Hollywood, Disney will make us believe that life looks a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. If you are not living up to that ideology, then you're mm -hmm. failing. That's where a lot of um, that's insecurities... That's where a lot of us end up failing. Right, exactly we, because yeah. of that. Or we don't even fail. We don't even try because we feel like we're not on that path. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that was a very, very powerful what you said on that you have your own path. I think that's that's the message that we, that's the hill that I, I will die on, that each individual is living their own life and they yes. have their own path yes. to create the life that they want for themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you, Sochu? The passion. Mm-hmm. What you passionate about? What am I passionate about? <laughs> um... Insecure, the show. <laughs> That's a good yeah. show. <laughs> I still have Check to it watch out. that show, man. It's a good reflection, I think, on life and the journey, right? As Alonso was saying. So mm -hmm. check it out if you're interested. Um, but, I mean, I think for me, like, it's always been really important just to, like, share knowledge and, like, learn, right? As long as I'm learning, as long as I'm growing, and those alongside me can feel that, I feel like I'm on, on a good path, right? Mm -hmm. um, along with that is, is equity, right? Mm -hmm. I think my natural curiosity of wanting to know why has led me a lot of times back to equity and how um, what I need may be different than what you need. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it, people are like, as long as it's equal, but it doesn't, it doesn't work like that, right? And and I think I've always kind of had just like that equity kind of mi mindset and advocating, right? I think we are all our own best advocate and making sure that, you know, we utilize our voice, that knowledge is power. And um, I always uh, have this conversation with my mom because she says, oh, like you have your degree. And I'm like, the degree is, is, is what it is, mom, but what you have within yourself, like the knowledge, your skill set, 
no one can take that from you the experiences you, your experiences mm -hmm. no one can take that from you and i always remind her of that i'm like everything that you know everything that you have is is right there within you um and i'm like my degree can be burned up it can go away real easily like it can mm -hmm. disappear but what matters is the is the knowledge that i have the the skill sets that i'm trying to develop and you know wanting to to see that for for everyone else for sure we are our best advocates for sure yeah. um and i think we're realizing that we just need the tools to be able to use our voice we have our voice but sometimes we don't know how to put together our words we don't know how to get ourselves in front of a crowd of people who we know will be able to make certain changes or whatnot. So being able to recognize those things um, and letting people know that, yeah, we see you, but we've been through that, we've struggled with that, we recognized it, and now we want you to recognize it too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I completely 100% uh, agree with that. Um, I love the, 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 deep thinking, the the sincerity, the honesty, the authenticity that we have. Um, and I know that in every way that we go or every step that we take um, throughout 2024, that that's going to be it. That's how we went about 2023. And that's why we were able to have such an amazing year. And I know y'all, David and Sochil, y'all are just gonna add on to that. So I'm super excited. That's a, a big brother or big stepbrother. <laughs> <laughs> How can I best support you guys to make sure that you thrive mm -hmm. in this new role that you have? What can I do to help you shine your light on this world? Mm -hmm. I think continuing to have these type of conversations is already a great start. You know, just listening to each other. You know, obviously we don't always have to agree. I think there's beauty in, in disagreement. Mm -hmm. But really, I think those conversations, like even earlier, D David and I were, were talking and and he, we were talking about the different relationships that we hold and how each relationship is very different, right? And what, what are those, what are the things that each relationship needs, right? And, and I think being able to communicate and hold space with one another is already a beautiful start for me. Um, so I'm, I'm really just excited to be here and, and I think y'all are gonna challenge me in the best of ways. Um, and yeah, excited to see what happens, honestly. Cool. And I just wanna uh, reiterate everything that Sochil said. Um, you know, and I think what I can get, what I can gain from each one of you guys is gonna be very individualized. Like, you know, Alonzo and I have had a, a really uh, profound relationship before even coming on to here. You know, I uh, we've had a few times where we just call each other up and it's like, yo, big dog, I got a, I got this thought in my mind that I just want to hash out with you. And we spent 45 minutes on the phone about something. And and I was, I was really appreciative about, you know, your experiences and how vulnerable you have gone uh, with me. You know, you you a big man, you know, you you 6'4". You know, two fifty, two fifty, and you know, <laughs> you could put the hurt on somebody, but you know, there's there's something really vulnerable about the experiences that you've had that you shared with me, and I'm and I'm really hoping that our relationship can continue to thrive and that we can continue to be vulnerable with each other and continue to learn from each other. 
Um, that's what I can best get from you. Kathy, you know, your mind is beautiful as well, but like them skills that you have of like creating um, the branding of Ednium, the way that it has shifted since you have came on, like it's it's been crazy. Like the website has changed, the social media presence has changed, and like that's getting our word out to people that aren't part of the DPS ecosystem, people that we need to come see what we're building because maybe they need to build that in whatever community that they have and they can learn from us. Um, and so I definitely want to be able to pick your brain as to like how do we push out Ednium, how do we push ourselves out as human beings, individual human beings. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And so, Chile, you know, you and I, we're both on this journey, this beginning journey together. And I know that, you know, we both went to CSU at during the same time and we didn't tap into there because we didn't know each other there. But I think us starting at the same starting at Ednium during the same time is like it's intentional, you know? Like I do see yeah. you as my sister that we're figuring this journey out together and like we're gonna have bumps on the road, we're gonna have really dope successes. But I really see you as uh the sister that I can go to when I'm in a jam. You know, we're both gonna be figuring out design labs. Today we were talking about, you know, the fact that human beings view other human beings as property and that they have ownership of them um, and, and being able to, like, figure out figure that out and hear your experience on it was really dope. And so if we can continue to have that relationship, I'd be really thankful and I can learn a lot from you yeah. in that way. That was sweet. Thanks. Thanks for the words. We yeah. really appreciate that. And... Um, yeah, we are here to support y'all in any way that we can um, make sure that y'all can come to us with any questions because, like we said, we don't have it all figured out. Um, we're just going with the flow, um, but making sure that we do it with intentionality, um, with authenticity, and making sure that we communicate the whole way through. Um, mm -hmm. As long as that's what... Um, at the forefront of everything that we do, we're gonna kill it every single time, right? Trust, community, and action. Mm. That, period. Let's go. That's Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Period. <laughs> That's it. Well, 2024, we here to take it all over. We are excited. Um, we got our people, we got our team. Um, and I'm honestly, my only question is, are you ready? Mm. We ready to get down. Ready. Okay. Let's do it. Well, thank y'all for listening in. We're going to see y'all again. The podcast is back. We're going to be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be consistent. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening in. And um, we hope to see you in 2024. Peace. <laughs>